The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. John E. Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money, managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you create better financial habits, envision your long-term goals, and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of John E. Sistina and Company are on deck to show you the way. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Tracy Bennett. Joining me today are certified financial planners, Cole Hammock and Spencer Hager. It's good to be with you guys today. Always good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's get into it. This is a topic I wish I'd had access to a lot earlier in my career. Back in the day when I had an employee stock ownership plan, or what we call in our industry, an ESOP. Cole, you know, I talked about this. Uh Uh, I'd left my company and had this nice little bucket of money saved, but had no idea what I was doing. And left my job and didn't know what to do with it. And needless to say, at the time, did my best, or so I thought I did. I was pretty young. Uh, but looking back on it, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, especially when you work for a financial planning firm. So if I could go turn back time, that would be a lovely thing. But <laughs> alas, yeah. alas, I cannot. So let's give some people some tips to understand the intricacies of rolling over their retirement accounts. That's the topic for today. Chart your course cool. to success, understanding retirement account rollovers. Um, my first question, Spencer, I'll take you on this one. What are the primary reasons for someone to roll over their accounts? Um, main two, I usually think of consolidation. Right? You left an old employer, you have an old 401k or 403b to avoid, you know, some people jump around quite a bit with employment, nothing wrong with that. So to avoid having seven, eight different retirement accounts, or even if it's three or four, ideally you look to roll it over, whether that's you move it to the new employer plan or you move it to an IRA that's outside of your new employer that becomes a little bit more intricate, but that's usually a starting point. And then just fees. And I, I would venture to say that many people, I won't say most because we don't know that, but many <laughs> people are sitting on accounts that could probably de- be doing better uh, somewhere else. Yeah, Is that the, an assumption to make? Well, maybe. I was actually, you made me think of that. Another reason to do it these days too is if it's a small retirement account, like if it's an old 401k that has less than $5,000 in it, it may not sit there. They can actually... These days, employers or custodians can just move you into a new IRA that's just sitting there in cash without mm-hmm. even getting your consent. So good to just keep a finger on the pulse and know where the money is. So that's that's a big reason. Yeah. And I, I think another piece, too, is just having access to more funds. Generally, 401k plans are very limited. So you might have op, uh, 10 separate options that you can invest oh, your you money in. Oh, you mean within it? Within it, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Versus rolling that over, you basically have the universe of options at your hand. So it just gives you a lot more flexibility, a little bit more customization for what you're hoping to accomplish. So when does somebody pull the trigger? I've left my job. I have my 401 company, my 401k company plan. Is that the trigger <clears throat> when I start my new job and I realign a new 401k or is there, is it just, is it immediate or is it something that you should, you know, for tax purposes, wait to certain, and I don't want to get too far into the tax <laughs> conversation. We will go there, but is there a certain time of year that is better to do that? I, I think that's the, the trigger to analyze. So it's not to say that you necessarily need to do anything, at least to Spencer, to your point, if mm-hmm. the, they're not forcing that into an IRA or forcing that as a distribution, if there's the option just to keep it there, move it to a new plan, roll it over, 
you should analyze your options whenever you go to a new employer to say, okay, well, what do I have access to now? What do the fees look like? What do the funds look like? Yeah, but most should people don't know that. Most yeah, people don't know that. They, they don't. And it is hard to analyze personally. I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, but. I mean, it, not not uh, not here, of course, not in this situation, but it, former employers, um, I can tell you, and family and friends, the mm-hmm. HR people – which is the first stop to doing something like this to make a change. They just don't know. Um, and they're yeah. not supposed to. Right. So the, sometimes they'll direct you to the, to the um, custodian. Right. Sure. And other times you just kind of have to, I feel like you just have to kind of figure it out. It's, it's uh, and the other thing is you yeah. feel like you, I would suspect you feel like you might lose the potential of earning more on your investments. If you sit on it and you don't, roll it over. So I guess that's kind of well, why I was asking that. No, well, yeah, I think you gl- glazed over a couple of things there. So A, it doesn't matter if your old money is in your old 401k or your new one. Presumably it's invested. And mm-hmm. you do most people know how their money's invested and what the different fees are with the old 401k versus the new one? No. Should you know that to evaluate if you should roll it over or not? Yes. Like, I think it's a. it would be negligent or irresponsible to say, second you get a new employer, go straight to it and roll that old plan into the new one. You could be, and I've done this on plenty of occasions. I've told people leave the old 401k Mm -hmm. where it's at because the fees are better. The investment options look good. Don't do it. So it would have been a bad idea to say, just move it over as soon as possible. Consolidate. Yeah. But you're in the, you're in the industry, you're in the career. So you can Mm -hmm. look at the portfolio or the actual tool, say the 401k and say, Oh, this is, this is invested in the right places. Somebody like me or somebody yeah. like, you know, one of our viewers they they have no clue what they're doing. You we, know? we should have, uh, we should have had the episode on deck that we talked about investment options for 401ks and things like that. But I think you have to, you have to look it up. You have to educate yourself. Yeah, we can't just tell them to, where do you go to do yeah. that? Look it up online. You can Google the names of the funds available in your 401k. You can look into things like expense ratios, which is what I'm talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to fees. It's not rocket science. Um, so you need to look into that before you make that decision, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't want to tell people that they should yeah. automatically do yeah. it. Because sure. We're not in a good position either. There's yeah. a blanket statement, right, right. Hey, new employer, roll everything over, because that's not always the right answer. Yeah. All right. Are there certain destination accounts that don't pair well with each other? I always say just be mm-hmm. careful. Um, Can we go? Let me just let me just backtrack. When we're talking destination accounts, we're talking what? Roth, 401k, ESOP, yeah, traditional, IRA. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, so ESOP's weird. Usually that one's not the destination. Okay. That's where it already is. Okay. Uh, so then if we're talking about rolling over, generally we're rolling over into another 401k plan or a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. So to your question, do we need to be careful? Absolutely. Uh, and primarily, it's just understanding what sort of money that you have in your existing 401k plan that you're rolling over. All right. So if some of that's pre-tax, some of that's Roth, you want to make sure Roth goes into the Roth account and the pre-tax goes into a traditional. So that way there's no no issues down the road. That's actually a great segue because I was just going to say, let's tell people the key differences between the various retirement account types. You know, like I just said, 401ks, IRAs, Roths, anything else? We've kind of covered that then in that statement. Uh, yeah, there's there's other uh, flavors of those, but when we're just talking the, the tax piece, that's primarily. Yeah, and we're, we're going to get to that. Yep. So, what do sole proprietor sole proprietors do? So, let's say you've you've opened a, a small business, you've left a career in Fortune 50, and you've got a 401k sitting there, <clears throat> but you don't have another tool to roll it into. You're you're by your comment earlier, you're suggesting just to let it ride. 
let it sit there and just kind of evaluate what, where it is occasionally? Or Well, no. That's what I was saying is you have to evaluate from the get-go. So if you're a small employer and you're setting up a business retirement plan, right, which you can do, there's multiple flavors, way too much to get into today as far as what's the best fit. But it could be a SEP IRA, it could be a simple IRA, it could be a 401k that you're setting up for yourself. If the investment options that you're able to handpick because you're evaluating the plan that you're setting up, if they look better, like I said, lower expenses, you have more flexibility, more options to select from, then it may be a good opportunity to roll over the old plan. But if for whatever reason, you know, based on the state you're in or the custodian you're using, the options aren't that great or the fees are high, then maybe you leave it. And if you do leave the old one, you do have to constantly evaluate. Yeah. And we see that a lot on the small business owner side because some of the uh, maybe more attractive options as far as setting up a, a business retirement plan uh, may have lower fees at the like the the opening piece, the actual funds, the ongoing the management that ends up being a little bit more expensive. So that's exactly Spencer to your point. You have to analyze all of it really to determine when's the right time to move, if at all. So it sounds like you have to research the custodian <coughs> as well. Uh, yes, because there's more than one custodian <laughs> you, uh, absolutely. out there. Yeah, yeah. custodian well meaning large company that oversees different yeah. company stocks within the S&P and the Dow, yeah? Yeah, so, so that is to rattle off a few, just like <coughs> Fidelity, Schwab, Vanguard, in no particular order, but yeah, they, they can all manage funds, manage accounts. All right. Jumping back to the ESOP, just for a second, for those for those out there who were curious, when you have an ESOP from a form, former employer, what are, what are the options to roll that into? Some, what tool would you roll that into? So ESOPs are pretty unique in the sense that it's just it's ownership in that company, but it's rolled into a, a pre-tax retirement account. So as, as far as options to roll that over, that can be a, another pre-tax 401k. It can be a traditional IRA, but you'd probably want to limit it, limit it to those two or another flavor of IRA, Spencer, like you had brought up. Mm-hmm. But I go pre-tax to pre-tax, yeah. uh, essentially. Okay. Is there a methodology to orchestrating a rollover? <clears throat> well, you take this one, Spencer. Uh, clarify methodology. Give me the first three steps. Uh, well, all right. So I think we touched on one of it. Evaluate the new plan. Assuming you have one. If you don't have a new plan, then you're pretty limited on your options. You roll it to an IRA. So like when I said with that, it's the fees. From there, I mean, once you determine what the end destination is for the funds, if it's leaving it where it is, that's the end of the step. There isn't a step three. If you're moving it, then you have to go to the old custodian, Nicole's point. It could be Fidelity, Schwab, who knows. Initiate the rollover, send it to the new plan or the new IRA. That old custodian will send the check. New firm receives it. And then you have to go about managing the investments for the new plan. Yeah. It's not too complicated. Yeah. The only thing I'll add is sometimes they will send the check to the individual yeah. versus sending that to the institution. So sort of like an, an indirect uh, rollover, essentially. So you have custody of that money once you receive that check. Uh, so you have to be very careful uh, in the sense that you have 60 days, basically, from the minute you get that check to get that into that new plan. Otherwise, it's a taxable distribution. Ah. Yep. Uh, and if you're under 55 in the case of a 401k plan or 59 and a half in the case of an IRA, there's also a penalty nice. involved. Yeah, so you need to be on top of it. Uh, when you start that rollover process. You know what? I'm going to go there. Um, here's something else, too, because I work with plenty of clients this applies to. You also should think about if you're working a W-2 job, a new W-2, and you're operating as a contractor, you have a small business on the side, even if you're new, 
employer retirement plan doesn't look that great because of high fees, low, you know, few investment options, you name it, then maybe you just go about setting up a retirement plan for your business or for your 1099 income to receive the funds because mm-hmm. you get more autonomy versus just only evaluating your new plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good tips. Gets me excited, honestly. So, so yeah, I know, Spencer. That's why I, th- I thought you'd be good on this one. Um, what's the difference between a rollover and a transfer or a rollover and a conversion? In my, in my layperson's mindset, a conversion, a Roth conversion, let's say, it's, it's, it's seems like you're doing the same thing. You're converting one account to the, to the next. Uh, so, so what's the difference between those three things? Yeah, so th- there's definitely more nuance uh, in the, the field, uh, definitionally. So a transfer is primarily account type to account type, but isn't 401k related. So if you're transferring, you can go from IRA to IRA or Roth to Roth, but 401k, that's a rollover. So whenever it comes out of that, that's just what that is. Uh, so it's essentially the same thing, just different name for it. Uh, a conversion, though, that one's vastly different from the other two where you're saying, okay, well, let's go from a pre-tax account, so pick a traditional IRA, to a Roth IRA. So the idea is you're going from pre-tax to post-tax. So whenever you do that, you're paying taxes generally on what it is you convert, so what you're moving over into that Roth bucket. So also something you need to be very careful uh, because if you're not ready or planning for that tax bill or you accidentally move those funds over into that Roth-style account, that can be a pretty mean surprise tax time. Well said. So you, you kind of touched on it earlier. We just touched on it again. Let's talk about taxes. When you roll an account over, the considerations you need, um, when you make the decision to roll over your account, what do you do to sort of mitigate any consequences? I think just be timely. Right? Yeah. And again, every, every time you start the process of a rollover, most places are going to ask you, do you want to do a 100% rollover? Do you want to do a partial withdrawal? I think kind of Cole touched on that. If you're just doing a pure rollover, which you know, 99% of the times we recommend, unless there's some reason you need to cash that out, uh, as like some hard times came about, then it's pretty simple. There should be no tax implication. Just get it moved over in 60 days. You're good to go. But make sure you're not moving it from pre-tax to Roth unless right. you want to do that because then you're going to get hit with the tax bill. Um, and just make sure if it's asking you for a partial withdrawal to move it into a bank account, know that that's going to cause some taxes and probably penalties. Can you partially withdraw an account or is it a full – sorry, can you partially roll over an yeah. account? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought you had to roll over the entire thing. Why would you do that? If you want to keep some somewhere it is, I guess it would be kind of a, a weird. Yeah, so it's just part of the chess game. Yeah, like I said, yeah. usually when I've seen people do it, it's because they're trying to do a partial rollover, but they're still cashing the rest out yeah. to try and put it in their bank account to ah. cover an expense or something okay. like that. Which is do when a you bit can, quicker. yeah, you get taxes for living expenses. Then yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. never recommended it, but it, mm-hmm. it could happen. All right, um, where do you start to manage the risks? I mean, what is what is the if you, if I could ask you what what is the largest risk someone takes when they roll over an account? Would it be taxation? Yeah, I was thinking there's probably two. So there's the taxation on the front end. If you miss that 60-day window or you, you t- take a distribution as part of that rollover process. So that's kind of the front end. Uh, the back end is just not thinking to invest or planning to invest the receiving account. So Spencer, you had brought up just if there's that forced rollover situation, it's sitting in cash. Well, here you're you're prompting that rollover, but not planning on the other side of it. That that is a long term loss because it's just doing nothing. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
So I read something earlier about the five-year rule for, is it 55-year-olds? Um, for oh, the five-year rollover rule? Um, Can we go into that? I'm aware of a, a five-year rule for Roth IRAs. Yeah. Is that Does that include the rollover process? No. Maybe I misread that. No, not okay. really on that one. So are there any kind of, you know, when you've, are there any kind of rules? Uh, you mentioned earlier there was some, some ages that you needed to be mm-hmm. cognizant of as you're rolling over accounts. So let's go through that just one more time for people. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's mostly just if you miss that 60-day mark. So you get the uh, the check and you didn't get it into the correct account in the, the time that you have. And let's say you're under 55 in the event of a 401k. Uh, so if you're under 55, you take a 401k distribution. One, any pre-tax funds are going to be taxable. So you're paying taxes on that money. And two, you're paying a 10% penalty on that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it can rack up pretty fast. Um, wow. And then in IRA situations, say you're doing an indirect transfer. So you get the check and then you're going to move that over into that next bucket uh, versus just doing a custodian to custodian transfer, which is usually simplified. Uh, same idea applies if we miss that 60-day window, but in this case, you're younger than 59 and a half. So it's a little bit higher than the 401k. There's still that 10% penalty. Is that true if you have them write the check in the name of the custodian you're sending it to as well? Oh, yeah. 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 So, so that, it doesn't matter who the check is. Is it, it seems like it would be smarter and safer to have them put the, I mean, just kind of a sidebar, to have them write the check in the name of the custodian in the first place. So you're not even, yeah. so you're, someone's not even tempted to take yeah. that money and go no, in the you, other direction with it, right? You, you actually did the, the right thing by bringing that up. So I think we just take for granted that that's, that's the process, but that is that is how they do it operationally. So they're okay. asking, okay, what are we doing? Where are these funds going? So they do make it out to the custodians. So as a, that's a good clarifier. Okay. But they don't know, but to Cole's point, they don't always send it to the new yep. custodian. So they'll, they'll write it to if it's fidelity, fidelity for, you know, for benefit of Cole Hammock. But, it, and even then too, that 60-day rule, if you act, if you go out of your way, you tried to send it to the new custodian for whatever reason, it gets lost in the mail or they don't process it quick enough, mm-hmm. there's some leeway with that, you know, yeah. defer to your accountant. But it says, you know, if you actually make effort to get it in and it takes 62 days, but you didn't just let it sit on your counter, you shouldn't run into a problem. Mm-hmm. But if it's just, I got the check and didn't feel like dealing with it for 60 days, you're probably going to run into some time. Whoopsie. Yeah, That's a whoopsie. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, get the get the professional involved. So as you can see, this is what we do every day. These uh, certified financial planners can help you figure this, the, figure out the uh, aspects of your, your retirement tools and what to do with them. So the takeaway ultimately is roll over, realign, and then reap the rewards. But Ooh, tread carefully. I like that. <laughs> Maybe roll over. Maybe yeah, I worked hard on that yeah. one. <laughs> That's good. If you're ready to take control of your financial future, contact us for a complimentary consultation with one of our certified financial planners. We're glad you tuned in. We hope you'll come back. We are managing to be wealthy. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Managing to be Wealthy podcast. We help you make the most of your money without any hidden fees or commissions. Remember, the best investment you can make is in yourself and your financial future. Keep listening for more expert advice and tips. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. To schedule a one-hour complimentary consultation to discuss your financial concerns, visit our website, managingtobewealthy.com.